We are back, baby. Back from an intentional break turned unintentional hiatus for episode 182 of Forever Athlete Radio. Today, we are jamming solo on where I've been, what's been going on with me for the month of June, the move from LA to Austin, the bike accident, and everything in between. Going home for a little bit to visit my cousin and seeing family for her wedding, all that good stuff. It's a blast. So... Without further ado, where the heck have I been? For those of you, we're live on TikTok too right now as we speak. What is going on, fam? Great to see you, Chris. Um, if you don't know, I've been hosting a podcast at this point. If you're listening to the podcast right now, but if you're live on TikTok, we've been doing 181 episodes of Forever Athlete Radio, which is pretty wild to think. And I recently had a major life transition from going from L.A., to Austin, Texas, and definitely had some second thoughts as to why would I leave perfect weather all the time, 70 degrees, sunny, no rain, no storms, to it's 100-something degrees here every freaking day, and we're in the process of training for a marathon in September, which we'll cover in a little bit here, and it's pretty brutal, and it has not been the easiest transition, so... While I intended to take a week off from the podcast, it ended up turning into about a month hiatus because of all the craziness, and this is what went down for me in the past month. So when I first got to Austin, I was going to be living in a brand new, beautiful, beautiful new build home, 22 uh, construction. It was super modern. It was absolutely gorgeous. When you saw the Zillow listing, I was sending it to friends, family, kind of showing off a little bit. Like, yeah, look at my spot. This is this is where I'm going to be living. Yeah, of course. Like, things are going pretty well, right? And then the disasters started to just, like, pile in one after another. If you've been following along on Instagram, you've known that it has been quite the journey of this house, right? So the first thing that I notice, first day I get there, I'm moving stuff in. We have these beautiful French doors that open up to entertain, get this indoor-outdoor flow going from the living room to the patio. Absolutely gorgeous. Can't I can't stop saying it because in my head still, despite all these problems that I'm about to tell you, um, it was still a beautiful home. And what the first thing I noticed is there's about an inch and a half gap with the door frame in the glass. I'm like, what the heck? What? There's all these marks up and down the door frame. Like what happened? Turns out someone decided it would be a really cool idea to take a crowbar to our door and try to break in. And while they were unsuccessful, thankfully, in breaking into the home, what they were successful in doing was leaving this inch and a half gap, which let in Texas style bugs. And I'm talking the biggest cockroaches that you have ever seen in your life crawling all over the house the first night. It was something out of a freaking movie. It was pretty, pretty disgusting, honestly. I've lived in some seedy places over my lifetime now, and uh, safe to say I've never seen bugs to that extent. So that was a, a big turnoff, obviously, to the new property um, as I'm adjusting. I mean, I'm talking, these cockroaches were about the size of my palm when I first moved in. I'll have to share some pictures on here. So that was the first day. It was like, all right, cool. There's some bugs. They sent out an exterminator the next day, took care of it. All is good. All is great, right? Well, then I'm in the process of training for this marathon come September 11th called Chasing the Unicorn. It's out in Bucks County, PA. 
we are shooting for a sub three and qualifying for Boston for next year. That's the goal. And one of these Saturday mornings, I'm getting ready for my long run, walking around the, the first floor with some socks on. And um, we're going to get into some questions here a little bit later on as you see some coming in here. Um, so I'm walking around with my socks on, right? And all of a sudden, I notice my feet are wet. I'm like, what the heck? It hasn't – it rained that morning, but nothing like crazy. Why are my feet wet? Well, it turns out as I was stepping on the floorboards of my first floor of this house, water was starting to seep up from the floor. And I just thought to myself, oh, my goodness, this cannot be good. Like, this is just no bueno of a situation. So I call my landlord to make things a little bit more complicated. He lives in California. So when I'm calling him, obviously there's a time delay. And then on top of that, it is trying to treat it with compassion as well because he's finding out, as I'm finding out, the issues that are wrong with the house. So I let him know and he says, okay, he'll send someone out there that day. They'll check it out. And before I know it, like I go out for my long run, come back, floorboards are all ripped up. I'm being told that they need to lay a new foundation. They're checking the foundation of the house again. They're installing some French drains on the outside and that you know, in a few days, maybe a week tops, it will be all good for the water. I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's not ideal, but you know, another week, this thing will get turned around. It will be great. It'll be good. No worries. We'll be fine. So I don't really think anything of it. I think, you know, I'll give them, give them some patience. It'll, it'll get turned around. Go out later that day, hang out with some friends, come back. I decided to do a load of laundry as I was going out. And as I came back, I'll never forget walking around the, the corner and I see this crazy, crazy thing. My washer, or my dryer, excuse me, decided to go for a little flight. And my flight ended up, or the, the dryer ended up crashing into the cabinets and landing face down. And that was it for the, the dryer. It was just no bueno. It was, it was done for. It was gone. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is really starting to add up. Like we're a week and a half into this thing. We've had so many issues. On top of that, it's a hundred something degrees in Austin and the AC keeps going out. It's, I don't know what's going on with it. So um, as we're dealing with that, it's just like one thing after another keeps piling up, keeps piling it up. The ceiling ends up leaking at some point into my roommate's room. And it truly, like, everything that could go wrong with this home was going wrong. And what I found myself doing was I kept trying to hold on to what I thought this house could be. And I kept putting up with all of these things, just saying, you know, we'll just push onwards. We'll get through this. It will get a little bit better. It will get a little bit better. And kind of the final straw for me was I went home for my cousin's wedding. I hadn't been home since November of last year, end of 21. Didn't go home for the holidays, anything like that. So I didn't see my family in forever, it felt like. And it was my cousin's wedding. So I spent a whole week at home, got to spend some time with my mom, my dad, my little brother. And it was fantastic. It was a great trip home. To then come back to still more issues with this house to the point where I just sat down with the guy I was supposed to be living with and we had this honest conversation of like, you know what, dude, I don't think this house is really worth all this trouble. Like 
we can get out of this house if we mutually agree to, to split ways and go find something else out. That's what we ended up doing. And thankfully, we were on the, the good graces of the landlord this entire time. So I called him up and kind of told him where my head was at, wanted to explore options. What could we do to continue from here? Where do we go? And he was totally cool with just us breaking the lease. We were moved in June 1, moved out. For me personally, I moved out June 25th, found this beautiful two-bedroom apartment where I didn't really think I wanted to go the apartment route, but the more I toured some apartments and saw like the possibility of this place, I started to get excited again and really enjoying this concept of I can have my own space, I can really create in it, we're going to go for it. So in the span of about 72 hours, landed from D.C., broke a lease, found a new place, signed that lease, and moved my stuff in. Um, Safe to say, it has been hectic. And on top of all that, right, as I got all of this going on, had this really, really interesting eye-opening experience for me as well last week. I gave a talk, and as I was leaving after the talk, was going to go to the gym, just shoot some basketball, maybe sit in the sauna, hit a little ice bath. If you know, you know. That's my thing. Love some ice baths. And I take the first turn out of my building on my little e-bike, hitting about 20 miles per hour, hit a little gravel patch. Next thing I know, wheels completely slide out from underneath me. I end up supermaning through the air. Chin kisses the pavement, splits open almost to the bone. And instead of going to the gym, I end up in the ER, um, which was an experience in of itself. They were very nice there, very friendly. They were able to stitch me up. We did a CAT scan of my brain just to make sure no concussion symptoms. Everything checked out there and very grateful that it could have been way worse. Sorry, mom was not wearing a helmet at the time that I was just going the mile around the corner. I know, should have been doing that a little bit smarter, a little bit better, but hey, we live, we learn, and it was a great reminder to just like slow down where I'm at right now, which kind of brings me into this next point of where I wanted to talk today is really the current training focus for me personally from a training block standpoint. Talked about it a little bit earlier in the episode, but Me and a couple of clients of mine actually are signed up for September 11th. There is a marathon outside of Bucks County, uh, PA, which is around the Philly area. If we got any East Coasters out there listening in, you are more than welcome to join us. It's going to be a really fun course as far as marathons go. It's a little bit of an easier course from what I'm told. And the goal is to hit a sub three-hour marathon as we get there. And this is one of the first times actually that I have gone out of my way and hired a run coach. We've done three marathons so far. This will be the fourth one. This will be the first one with someone coaching me through it. Um, And I want to just say, like, it is so helpful to just be able to show up and do what's programmed for me, even though I know how to program the stuff and I could take the time to go do it. But there is just something to be said based on where I'm at right now to just literally put in my Garmin, hit start, And then it just buzzes on my wrist telling me, okay, hit this pace. This is how long you're going for, yada, 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 this and that. It's also the most miles that I've been logging, honestly, ever in my life on a weekly basis. The previous few marathons, I did a podcast where I talked about I only 
ran 35 miles at peak mileage rate before my last race, before I ended up going to 312. And I felt really good with that. That being said, now in this training block prior to last week's little accident, little spill, um, we've already been hitting 36, 37, 38 mile weeks. And it's going to ramp up even more. I think looking ahead, we get up to like 45 mile weeks in there. Just building my base up. So current training right now as it stands for that is I got about two easy runs a week, which are, span about an hour or so in duration. And then we have two quality runs where we're messing around with some tempo, some threshold stuff in there. We're going for a longer run on Saturdays, hitting something where it's like, I think this weekend we have a 13 or 14 mile run. Uh, with some warm up there, warm down in between, but really logging some longer miles at that marathon pacing that I want to be hitting to be successful in this. So that's what the training load looks like from a lifting perspective. I am ended up lifting probably three to four times a week. That has been the thing that has slipped a little bit as I've been going through this transition. One of the questions that one of our listeners put in ahead of time actually was from a friend of mine, Brooklyn. She asked, how do you honor elements of a structured routine while in the midst of a big life transition? So as I was in this process in limbo of moving from LA to Austin to going home for a week to coming back to moving again, one of the things that I had to really get okay with was sit down and list out what are my true to me right now at this point in season of my life what are my non-negotiable values? With the marathon in mind, running was one of those. Some of the other stuff was actually just making sure I was taking time to unpack the way my brain works really is the more unpacked and the faster unpacked that I can get, the more comfortable I then become in my new space to be able to create and do what I really enjoy doing. So I had to really list out, much like I actually recommend to a lot of athletes, what are the things that you're focused on right now? And then what are you consciously saying yes, or sorry, consciously saying no to in that process? What are you ignoring for the sake of saying yes to these other things? That's how you can truly have it all in your life, no matter what season or point in time where you're at. And I got clear on running was a non-negotiable. Cooking at home was a non-negotiable for me because I just wanted the, the feeling of having home-cooked meals and going that route. And then the other things I just kind of let happen when they happened, but didn't force it if it didn't feel like I wanted to in a lot of ways, if that makes sense. So that was kind of how I was trying to honor the elements of a structured routine was really understanding that it's not going to look perfect. It's not going to look like it once did for me. I'm a very structured and disciplined and regimented person, typically. But with all of this, um, you know, I'm learning in that process to let go of that need for it to look all scheduled out all of the time. Instead, being okay with, okay, where do I, I have a limited amount of brain power and focus. Where do I get to divert that to and really hone in on what's the non-negotiable, what's the essential right now for me? And then from there, everything else that I get to do is bonus time. It's free time for me. Um, recovery was another one of those big ones that was a non-negotiable during that time. So making sure that I was still hitting the ice bath, I was still hitting 
um, some sauna sessions, some mobility. I like to say mobility is the flossing of all of your movement. If you don't do mobility, uh, you can't expect to have healthy knee joints, all that good stuff. Running really does kill your knees. Not really if you properly strength train to supplement, but that's a whole other issue. Just respond to some comments in there. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. That's where we've been the past. We do stretch a lot. Um, we do about three to four stretch sessions a week um, and then cooling down after every run as well. Um, I wanted to share a big win for me personally as, as a company, as Forever Athlete has been continuing to roll and grow despite all this chaos that has been the last month. We actually had some huge wins in the month of June. The first one was actually... I personally was able to give a keynote talk to the ACC, the Atlantic Coastal Conference. We had about 50 student athletes show up as part of this personal development academy that they put together, and I was asked to be the keynote speaker, actually thanks to TikTok, a platform like this, which is pretty wild for me to think of, but that was where the person who asked me to come on and lead this talk found me. So grateful for TikTok, grateful for new opportunities like that. It was a really awesome experience to be able to go in, talk to these current athletes about really what does it mean to find flow as a current athlete? How do you do so on demand with more consistency? And how do you start to develop a holistic identity outside of just being an athlete while you're still in athletics? So that was one of the biggest wins. The other big win was actually I sold the most copies of the Forever Athlete book this past month as well. So two huge wins. Despite the chaos the past month here, we have some things that are still going. I mentioned there's some highs and lows in everyone's life, right? So those were the highs. The lows for me the past month was obviously the stress of trying to figure out the living situation. How do I get situated? How do I get settled? And coming to terms with, you know, I got to furnish my place on a little bit of a budget right now. Money is a little bit tight. Got to make sure that it is going as far as I can possibly make it. Being smart with the decision makings that I'm making and also getting okay with knowing that like just because I moved in this place last week doesn't mean it has to be fully furnished right away. Giving it some time to really grow and create and leaving room to possibility to create something that I might have never even saw coming if I didn't leave room for that possibility. I talked a little bit about the training through injury, like this little hat, very fitting to uh, Texas here. So when I um, moved, or when I got in this bike accident last week, one of the things that came of it, you can't really see it right now because we just got it out, but I got five stitches on the bottom of my jaw. And my buddy Kwaku asked me actually ahead of time, uh, he put in a question into the chat. He said, what's it like to lose gravity and crack that jaw? Well, Kwaku, what it's like to lose gravity and crack that jaw is painful, first and foremost. Was flying for about three seconds and smacked my jaw and my chin wide open. Not a great feeling. Couldn't really eat solid foods for a solid three days, um, but we're slowly getting back there, which is nice. Just a great excuse to eat some more ice cream. I'm a big ice cream fan, personally. Um, but throughout that whole process, I actually was told to not workout, no strenuous activity for five days. And if you know me, that's like most athletes, a, a challenge. It's a challenge to sit on the couch and not do anything. Um, you can only watch so much Netflix, like 
thank God Stranger Things just came out with those last two episodes because at least that gave me something to do on Friday last week. But all in all, it was kind of boring. But it was also a great reminder to me that personally, I need to slow it down. And really taking time to heal my body is actually what is going to be like feeling like a step back in the moment, but I know it's going to be the biggest step forward in the long run. So one of the mantras that I kept saying to myself, and if you are maybe going through something similar right now, maybe you're dealing with some injuries or honestly things just like aren't where you want them to be, and maybe you can't do the things that you want to be doing right now, understanding that recovering hard actually, <laughs> recovering hard actually helps you get back to training hard. And the more you can recover, the more you can focus and put your time and energy on the things that you can control. Very cliche. But the more you're able to then shorten that recovery time, bounce back even stronger. So we just came off our first run back after a week off this morning. I felt great. Um, so much so that my coach actually texted me to slow it down. Um, I was going a little bit too fast on our easy run. She was trying to remind me, like, we need to ease back into it, which, again, I really appreciate and I'm grateful for the reminder. This is why I hired a run coach. Shout out to Sam Scafidi. If you don't know her, get to know her. She's amazing. Um, that's why I wanted to work with someone like herself that isn't afraid to call me out on my own BS because just because I feel good doesn't mean I should deviate from the plan altogether. So that is kind of where we've been at the past month. It's a little June recap. Um, looking ahead here, I just realized as I sat down to record this that we are halfway through the year. We're in July. Um, a lot of us have probably set goals and intentions for the year. And I really wanted to revisit mine for the platform for Forever Athlete and just personally as we recalibrate into the second half of this year. Our brain loves half times. We love this arbitrary point in space where we can just decide, okay, cool, we're running out of time a little bit more in 2022 here. Let's pick up the pace. Let's shift our focus or double down on things we already focused on. So as a company, what we're really focused on right now is the away game, our next one, which is a four-day personal development retreat. If you're not familiar with it, we're doing that in September 22nd through 25th right here in Austin, Texas. Actually, we're getting a house most likely on Lake Travis going a little bit different setup this time little bit out there so we can be on the water, have that intimate experience with 10 people in this home together, sharing in personal development, sharing in just sober activities as we learn and grow and connect with one another. And then we have these monthly meetups that are actually starting up. We had our first one in June. We have another one coming up later July. I want to say it's July 26th is the date that we are targeting. More of that information is out on the website. But Looking at these monthly meetups, this one is going to be Mindful Muscle, so introducing some movement in a different way than most of us are used to. Think back to like elementary school, PE-style gym class where movement was really fun. There was a game attached to it. Doing the same thing, but now as adults, bringing people together for that. And then we're going to have another one in August as well. And then lastly, from a personal uh, standpoint, I'm taking on five one-on-one -on -one coaching spots as we look ahead for life optimization for the later half of the year, I work with people for about six months at a time. So because we have the first six months down, done, dusted, out of the way, I've been able to open up a little bit more capacity for five more spots for the later half of the year. So if that's something that is of interest to anyone 
listening in, tuning in, feel free to reach out and send me a note. We can find some time to hop on a calendar and hop on a call and just learn if it is a good fit for you. So we're going to switch gears here, talk a little bit Q&A of some questions that got submitted throughout the live here on TikTok and then some questions that we had over on IG. The first one we got, uh, my brother Scott actually asked, any new metal songs? So if you guys aren't familiar, maybe people watching on TikTok can help me out here. Because personally, I don't really listen to metal. Um, although in Stranger Things, that final, that final scene with Eddie Munson absolutely shreds some Metallica in there. But that's about the extent of the metal music that I can handle. Personally, I've been really jamming out. I watched another show called Rhythm and Flow on Netflix, which is like basically the voice, but for rap. That was pretty good. So I've been jamming to some of the artists that came out of there. It's really underground hip-hop rap feel to it. That's kind of the music that I like to enjoy. Um, Chance the Rapper has a song out right now that I really like at the moment. Bumping it is the highs and lows. I find, obviously, very relating to what I've told throughout this point in this live and in this episode is kind of life has this highs and lows to it. And I've been really enjoying that. So those were the pre-submitted questions. I'm going to scroll back through on TikTok here um, with everyone's thoughts. Thoughts on Nicki Minaj. So my thoughts on Nicki Minaj as it stands right now is she's pretty wild. She's actually one of the, the hosts of the, or sorry, no, that's Cardi B. Never mind. I get her and Cardi B mixed up. Honestly, I don't really have any current thoughts on Nicki Minaj. I think she's like 10 years past her prime and pretty irrelevant at this point in time. You can fight me if you disagree, but that's kind of where I stand. Any tips on dating is another question that we got on here. Um, Absolutely. Let's dive in on the dating front real quick before we wrap things up on this episode So when it comes to dating, um, personally, it is a very interesting um, just field to navigate because I've been, as you guys have been seeing through the content, sober for about a year and a half now, which at 27 is a very interesting thing to throw into the dating scenario, into the dating game. Um, A lot of things that I see personally is when I let someone know kind of where I stand and why this is a choice for me at this moment in time is I see how they react to that and I can kind of tell, okay, is this going to work out long term or not? Or is this be a one date kind of thing? But my initial thoughts on dating as a whole, especially in 2022, are as follows. So the first thing that I think of is dating apps are absolute trash in my personal opinion. We can all agree here that you don't go to the grocery store when you're hungry, right? It's That's bad advice. You know you're constantly going to compromise on the health choices that you know are good for you. You're more likely to buy the ice cream, to buy the sweets, to buy the cookies, whatever that may be. And throughout that process, you probably leave with things that if you went in not hungry, you probably would have never picked up in the first place, let alone spent money on. How I think most people use dating apps in today's society is from that place of hunger, of that place of loneliness, of this place of lack. And they go onto these apps and they think, cool, I can quickly verify and see thousands of people, of singles in my area, whatever you want to call it. And you can start swiping and all these choices. And in doing so, 
oftentimes we compromise on our values, much like we would when we go to the grocery store hungry. We say yes to people that we know, like, oh, I, they're perfect, but I could just fix a few things about them and make this work out. They got a fish picture in their second picture. Like, they're going to be great. No, you know better. Come on. Don't go on those things hungry. Don't go on those things lonely. Instead, what I recommend for people, if you are looking to get into the dating scene, if that is an intention of yours, first and foremost, get clear on what it is that you do want. What is it that you are seeking in a partner, someone, a significant other of yours? How do you want to show up for that person? And how can you start acting like you already have that in your life? Where would that person be hanging out? That would be the place that I would then start really intentionally spending my time and being open to connection with other people there. The second thing that I recommend on the dating app or just dating in general, sorry, is understanding it's going to take a lot of practice to let go of the expectations around the dating. Our generation is very, very easy to fall into this. I just met someone And I can imagine us together, the kids, the house, the jobs that we're working, and all of that. And we kind of lose the magic of the current moment because we're so holding on to the expectation of what it can be. Similar to how I held on to that expectation of what I thought the house that I was moving into at the start of June was going to be. But once I learned to let go and really understanding, okay, I'm going to just remain open to this possibility, see what can happen, whatever will happen is meant to be. If you can take that same approach to dating, navigating those relationships becomes a lot easier. They become a lot healthier. We stop looking at building codependence on one another. You start to build separate identities of one another while still supporting each other in the same breath. I think that is critical and that is what is lacking so much is we're so quick to just smother and go full love bomb mode and go all in on our new partner that we get the googly eyes and we lose sight of who we are in that process. So despite what social media might tell you and despite what you might be seeing around you, don't be afraid to take it slow, take it at your pace, just like anything else in your life. It's your life. It's your choice, whatever that looks like. But that's my kind of initial thoughts on dating. If there's any other questions, feel free to drop them in. But that is all we got for the live portion of the podcast. I appreciate you all tuning in. If you're checking this out on TikTok, you can go check out Forever Athlete Radio, available on all platforms that you listen to podcasts. We got 180-something episodes cataloged there for you to dive into. If you're listening here right now on the show itself, I appreciate you being here. Send this to a friend, family member, or teammate because we go further together. And until next time, flow on, my friends. Mm-hmm.